episode 106, Students Under Construction. Educators, is your passion tank running on empty? Look no further. Gretchen of Always a Lesson has a double dose of just what you need. Come fill yourself up with an empowering educators podcast to start your day feeling empowered. Hey, late educators, this is Gretchen of Always a Lesson. I'm an educator who realized that lessons are all around us if we take the time to notice. And when we do, we can perfect our craft. Well, this podcast is for the elite, the ones who take the time to invest in themselves, like listening to a podcast just like this one. That way they can be their best for those that they serve. So I share the lessons I learned, am learning, and will learn so that you can apply those nuggets of knowledge without the baggage that comes with learning the lesson yourself. My aim is to empower you every episode, so tune in for what's in store for you today. I want to talk about the metamorphosis that occurs in a student that is in direct correlation to our effectiveness as educators. So let's reignite your passion and potential. Are you ready? Here we go. So the rationale for this episode, I was spending the last week with my father-in-law and mother-in-law because they were finishing the floors in our house and I needed to take our two dogs and our sweet baby girl out of the house so that could get done. Well, my father-in-law is a former principal of a high school and he worked his way up from a teacher and the football coach to then athletic director to then AP to then principal. Well, we always chit chat and he was talking about having advice from a mentor and the mentor was saying, you know, his main job, speaking about what my father-in-law was doing as principal of a school, is taking the raw material which are the students, and turning them into a polished product by the time that they graduate. I loved that analogy so much. In the middle of our lunch, I stopped, got my phone out, which I know is one of his pet peeves, and I jotted it down. I said, sorry, just hold on. That was so good. I got to write it down. And I knew immediately I needed to share it with you as a podcast episode. So I'm excited to talk with you a little bit more about what this looks like in the classroom. Well, I mentioned the word metamorphosis in the intro, and I mean that. Kids come to us raw with all their ingredients needing someone to help them put it together. You know, they enter like caterpillars, and then they exit butterflies. That's that metamorphosis. You know, no matter how long you teach, it just never gets old to witness this whole process. I love seeing the kids my students become at the end of the year because it helps me reminisce, you know, that they were babies when they first entered, and now they've grown up uh, in numerous ways, and I'm just excited to watch them go, knowing that, you know, they're well prepared to take on whatever lies ahead. Well, my father-in-law, as a principal, must have had that same sensation, but like times 100, because his influence was so large, from just athletic to academics, and man, did people love him. And I love the adjective he was using when he said polished, because it clearly describes what the process is like when you're teaching kids. They have all the necessary components, like I called them ingredients earlier. They have it all, but it's just not mixed up 
in the right measurements yet. It hasn't been fine-tuned. It's rough and ragged, but inside is something pretty great if we're able to help that come out. And as educators, we're like the tools that chip away the immaturity and the insecurity and shape students so that they then become responsible citizens. And we take that sandpaper and every day and every lesson, we're sanding down the rough and then shine the smooth until one day we just take a step back and we notice we've done our job. They're polished, they're ready for the next part of the journey, and we gladly pass the baton to the next teacher to take what we started and continue shaping the student. And when you recognize that students come to you in that raw state, you suddenly change your tune. You're not frustrated that they have a rough home life. You're ready to just take them under your wing. You're not irritated that they show up late because they were sleeping in. You instead provide an alarm clock and you smile knowing that they're going to show up on time from that day forward. You're not angry that they still forget simple facts and concepts because you remember that they were years below grade level and they are catching up in leaps and bounds. You're not sad that the biggest behavior problem was placed in your classroom. You're actually excited knowing that this year that child will know and understand their worth to go out into the world and do great things, all because you care to know the real them, not that person they're portraying. And so this mindset shift is the polish. And every moment that you think positively about all the possibilities, you're creating that foundation for such things to actually take place in your presence. And we can't miss opportunities any longer. We can't pass on shaping a life because we're all caught up in our own feelings on the situation. It's an honor to teach. And you'll realize later that every kid you come into contact with is part of who you become and you are part of who they become. How amazing is that? So here's what we can do right now to make sure that every kid that comes into us leaves us better. And that means improved in every way. First thing, accept your roster for what it is. I mean, you can't have every student you want. You know the ones who sit perky in their seats, answer every question perfectly, have adoring parents that are fully supportive of your every decision. I mean, you get the point. A lot of my students taught me lessons and helped me grow. You know, they polished me too. And the ones I remember, honestly, aren't even the perfect ones. They were the ones that pushed me to try different strategies and techniques to reach them. And they were the ones who had emotional upbringings that really pushed me to go advocate for their well-being in ways I just never even knew possible. They were the ones that weren't the best showing their love and appreciation, but they loved me unconditionally. And I hope your roster is full of kids that need you and kids that you need. Just accept your roster for what it is, raw and all. Number two, make a daily effort to pour into your kids personally. I thought my job as an educator was just to focus on the academics, but it turns out that many kiddos just needed some emotional guidance. And when you expect and then welcome students to come to you with their troubles, you become approachable, your tone is encouraging, and you're able to help a student overcome whatever hurdle that then allows them to focus on academics. I mean, that's the goal. Kids have so much going on personally that if no one can help them deal with it, then they can't be fully present in the classroom. And you're probably thinking, just like I did, like, I don't have time to deal with anything other than the subject matter, and I I barely have time to do that. And I get it. But if you don't let kids air out their grievances, you're never going to get them to engage with the content. It's putting in the time up front so that you won't have to do it later. 
you know, just like when you're spending lots of time on procedures those first few weeks of school and, you know, after a long break, we want our kids to leave us better people, not just smarter people. And so that means we got to create that atmosphere where students can grow in safety, stability, and support. And three, empower kids to shine themselves. Some students require less hands-on support, so let them go. Help them goal set personally and academically. Provide some check-ins to ensure that you know they're remaining on the trajectory and then let them go. This really frees you up so that you can meet with others who need more guidance. Think of it like pulling a small group. You don't just work with the kids who need help. You work with everyone, but in a different capacity. You know, you might check in with your high group on Monday and set the goals for the week and remind them of expectations. And then you might meet every other day with your mid-level groups to kind of keep them on track and provide interventions as necessary. But then you might meet daily with kiddos that need help spiraling those skills and practicing. Well, the same goes true for helping students who are under construction. You know, every kid needs you, they just need you differently. So by figuring out who needs what and how often, and then you're empowering those students who are ready to hold their own load, you're then able to be where you need to be. So this might shift at a moment's notice as kids are constantly dealing with outside factors, so be ready to change up your game. But your hope is that more and more kids end up on your independent list than when you started out. And that means you're equipping them with the tools necessary to prune and to water their own development so that they can be even more successful when leaving your classroom. So those three tips are essential in helping students go from their raw state through that stage of metamorphosis and ending and a polished product. All right, Elite Educators, that is a wrap for this week's podcast on cultivating the right mindset and environment to help all your students develop into their best self. Now go out and be great because you've just been empowered. This podcast is a member of the Education Podcast Network a podcast network that encourages you to think about your profession and succeed in the world of education. Whether you're a first-year educator or a seasoned veteran, there is a podcast for you. All of the shows are produced by educators who want to shape education through meaningful discussion and content. So head on over to edupodcastnetwork.com for more details.